Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. Sometimes we think that once we get an offer and we get a sales funnel built and we've got all of these things that are sort of coming online to help us fulfill our dream of monetizing a podcast, we think sort of the worst is behind us. But there's one thing you can't forget about. And if you put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to this, you are going to be extremely sad in the end. I'll tell you all about it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad to have you here. I'm going to talk to you about something very, very important today that we often forget until the universe decides to remind us with a harsh blow to reality. So I'll tell you all about that in just a second. But in case you haven't met me yet, I have a full-service podcast production company called Team Podcast. We have been in business about 10 years now, and we love dealing with all the post-production and every back-end stuff to do with podcasting. But right in the past three years or so, we have been focused extremely heavily on monetization. I have a goal, personally, of monetizing 100 podcasts in the year 2022. And so I'm working very hard to make that happen. And I know that if we don't get podcasts monetized much quicker than they have been historically, then we're going to continue to have a fallout rate of almost 60% of podcasts that do not make it past, you know, the first few months of podcasting. And so I'm here to change all that. And I'm here to do it in a really big way. So I want to talk to you today about one of the harsh lessons that I've had to learn. <laughs> You're going to probably learn it at some point in time too. So maybe my word of warning before it happens to you can actually help prevent you from being in the same situation I'm in right now. To be honest, this topic has been on my mind for a while now because um, I think we have been relying on social media to sort of give us a little bit of boost in our podcast efforts in ways that we sort of have gotten, they've sort of made us lazy a little bit in promoting and that sort of thing. And I think it was, you know, kind of after the uh, election and things got so polarizing and so toxic and it just got to be a real drag to be on social media. And there were a lot of people that said, I'm taking a social media detox. I'm taking a break. 
I need my mental health back. And, and I've been thinking about that for a while now. And so I think part of the problem comes in that there isn't a really good replacement for social media. And even though we don't really get a lot of reach and we don't get a lot of traction whenever we post a lot of stuff on social media, I mean, just go to look at any podcaster's podcast page on Facebook and you'll see tons of episodes and you'll see podcast after podcast after podcast. And then what happens is they get like zero engagement on those posts. And so it's really not too much of a discoverability type thing that we think it is, but we don't know what else to do. And we don't have good options for other things. But this is honestly one of the the things that as I've been thinking over the last year or so, or even two years now, I have been thinking about building my own community of podcasters who are solely focused on monetizing their podcast. And they want to do it in various and sundry ways and just helping them and really getting them into one place where they can, without distraction and without um, all the other negative connotations that come with social media, just get the help they need. And so I've done that with the Podcast Success Hub, and it's something that I'm working to build out. I've got my six-figure podcaster program that we already house inside that membership on the Podcast Success Hub, and I'll be opening it up to the general population of people who are in one of my programs very soon. But I, you know, it's, it, it's driven home the point of we get lazy with our businesses. And I got lazy with my business in that I relied solely on Facebook for connections. It was the one platform I was on. It was the platform that I, you know, could connect to all the podcast Facebook groups. It was the platform that um, I had the most following and the most friends on. And I can actually post something on Facebook and get fairly decent engagement. That said, though, I don't post a lot on Facebook. I am in very involved in groups. Most of my activity is within private groups that I am a member of or was a member of and that sort of thing. And then my own group. But on Christmas Day, I'll just relate to you my story. On Christmas Day, it was um, probably about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, right before we were sitting down to Christmas dinner, I saw on my phone two emails come through almost almost simultaneously. The first one came in and said, um, copyright infringement, fa like Facebook copyright infringement, maybe like urgent action needed or something like that. And so I pulled up the email. And of course, the email is the most vague, cryptic, you know, text that you can even imagine, because it basically just said like, you know, like, universal music, copyright infringement, team podcast, Facebook page. And doesn't tell you what specific post, it doesn't tell you what they're alleging in the copyright infringement claim, or anything like that. And so it said, if you want to appeal this decision, click here. And it was a button. And the button takes you to a form. And when you get to the form, you begin filling out a form. And then before you submit it, it says that it needs to authenticate who you are. And I have Authenticator on my phone with Facebook connected to it and a few other things. So I navigated on my phone away from the form that I was filling out for Facebook to get the Authenticator code. And I came back and I could not find where that form was on my, my phone. I couldn't find where it was. So I 
just went back to the link and hit it again and started filling out the form again. Well, during this time, I start getting text messages with authentication codes. And I'm like, I thought it told me to go to Authenticator. I was trying to memorize the code, get back over here before the code expired and find the form and do all this stuff. And so I couldn't do it. So I've tried to fill out the form again. And when I was getting ready to submit the form again, all of a sudden I got another text message that said, you know, here's your SMS text code or security code. And I thought this is strange because I thought I was supposed to be going to Authenticator. So bottom line is when I finally did it the third time and I used the text code that they gave me through text message, now my account said, you've used, requested too many SMS codes in the last 24 hours. So you need to wait 24 hours before requesting another one. So I thought, okay, so I can't do anything here. I couldn't submit the appeal form or the dispute form, whatever you want to call it. Couldn't submit it and couldn't do anything. So my account was locked for uh, too many SMS codes. Scoured the internet for a while and found a bunch of YouTube videos, but most of them have to do with people that are in India for some reason. They must have a real issue with that and their cell phone systems or something like that. So we're showing you all these technical ways to get around it, but it wasn't my issue. So I waited 24 hours, still couldn't get my account. It was SMS blocked, code locked, you know, too many codes requested. So I waited and waited and waited and waited. And meanwhile, I was going down the rabbit hole of every place on the dark web where you think you can get help with Facebook, the Reddit threads, the Quora threads, the, you know, all these places and could not get any movement on it. Finally, I had read something where somebody had commented on like a Quora thread that said the same thing happens to me. And after seven days, suddenly my account was unlocked. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to start to worry until after seven days. And I still have this message popped up here. So seven days went by and I still had the SMS code, too many SMS codes used, login on my Facebook. And eighth day came along and suddenly I didn't have that anymore. I could continue my appeal process. So I filled out my appeal. By now it was January 2nd. I filled out my appeal and basically just said I try to conform to all community standards. I never knowingly uh, do copyrighted music. I pay for a yearly license for all of our podcast safe music uh, for myself and my clients. And that's all that I ever use on my Facebook page. If you'll show me a specific post that's in violation, I'm more than happy to remove the post, right? So I submit my appeal. And now now the, the screen that comes up inside of Facebook, which is this is this is really crazy. So it basically says you disagreed with the decision on January 2nd. It usually takes just over a day to review your information. Your account is not visible to people on Facebook and you can't use it. What happens next? We'll take another look at your account. We have fewer people available to review information due to the coronavirus pandemic. This means we may be unable to review your account. If we find your account does follow our community standards, you'll be able to use Facebook and log in again. If we find your account doesn't follow our community standards, it'll be permanently disabled and you won't be able to disagree again. So this is how my personal Facebook account has been sitting for since December 25th for over a month now. I cannot use my Facebook account. 
I cannot access my Facebook business manager, my Facebook ads manager. I can't access anything that I manage for. I manage several groups on Facebook for clients. Cannot access those. Cannot access my own Facebook group. And um, I do have a couple other people that are on my team that I had given access to our Facebook business manager and Facebook ads account because they were helping run some campaigns and manage things. So I thought, well, I'll still be able to advertise and I'll go back to, I'll just go, we'll go through their accounts and and get them to set it up. So when we finally logged in to our Facebook manager, business manager account, there was somebody on there that we didn't recognize, somebody that was not known to us. And it was a sketchy looking profile, you know, the kind with no profile picture and like six friends and no you know, no content or anything. And that person on January 11th, while I'm still locked out of everything, had made themselves the admin of our business manager and taken everyone else's role down to employee instead of admin. So I was now in a panic because I thought if this person decides to run a whole bunch of, you know, thousands of dollars of crazy ads on Facebook, I have no way to control it. And at the same time, Like, I can't stop it without canceling credit cards and and that kind of stuff just to get, um, you know, just to kind of mitigate the situation. So I was completely open for exposure at that point. And I tried every way known to man to get through to Facebook. You can go to Facebook Business Support Facebook page and you see a nice little message button there and you message them and they say, we're sorry, chat's not available. If you want to chat, uh, go. if you need more support, go to this link and go down to the bottom for email. The only problem is that that link, there's no scroll down at the bottom for email. There's no email support. Finally looked around the interwebs, found some phone numbers for Facebook. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just be able to call and be like, hey, this is a misunderstanding. Can you look and see what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So every number that you call is uh, like goes through a VRU and they've got it set up like press one for Facebook, press two for Instagram, press three for portal, press four for Oculus. I mean, they're just, you know, got everything laid out. So I pressed one for Facebook. They're like for customer support, press one for ads, press two for, you know, business manager, press three. So you press one Facebook customer support. We're sorry, we don't offer Facebook customer support by phone at this time. If you need further help, go to our database of, you know, 35,000 articles and just browse through there and see if you can dig out your own answer. So I kept dialing all the VRU in every single place that it took me to. Every single one of those menu options is a dead end. It like it goes nowhere. It's like if you have this, you need to submit this form to this, this whatever email and blah, blah, blah. And every email that you submit, it comes back and they're like, thank you for contacting us because of the pandemic. We're closing your ticket automatically. (laughs) If you really want this issue worked on, click reopen below and type reopen as the subject line. And then you try to do that. And then you know what it does? It finally sends you an email and they're like, hey, thank you for your email. In order to get you to the correct department, fill out this form. And there's a link to the form. And the form has nothing to do with any reason that you called. It's like, 
what kind of payments are you seeing on your credit card account that are not uh, correct? Show the date and the time, upload your bank statement, all this other stuff. Like it, do- it doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about. So I got to a point where, um, you know, I had exhausted everything. I did find one, someone else gave me another number, I called another number and someone answered the phone. And I was like, yes, this is the secret number I've been waiting for. And it was someone with a foreign accent. And he said, yes, I can help you with that. Just want to let you know it's going to be $250 uh, minimum to get this issue resolved. Um, Is that okay with you? And I'm like, uh, no, it's not okay to spend 250 to begin at minimum to get the issue resolved. And I don't know who you are. And suddenly I'm going to give you my credentials to my Facebook account. That's like I've already I've already got the problem like of people unauthorized on my account. I'm not doing that again. So every single thing led to a dead end. Finally, somebody said, oh, well, Christy, that's simple. Um, I've heard that if you really want to get your Facebook account back, you just need to get an Oculus. And I'm like, hmm, been thinking about getting one anyway. Tell me about that. And they're like, well, you know, Oculus is a Facebook product and they're wanting everyone to get in the metaverse. And so they're wanting to sell more of these products, but you cannot use an Oculus without an active Facebook account. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So I got on and I ordered an Oculus. And as soon as I had that order number, you know what I could do then? I could go and I could chat Oculus support. And I could say, I have an order number. My Oculus is on the way, but my Facebook account is is disabled and I cannot log in. So I need this fixed so I can use my Oculus. Well, they looked at everything and she said, I see that your account is not disabled. It's just locked for review. I guess it's taking Facebook a while to review it because over a month now, and here's the thing, when my account was shut down on February, February, on December 25th, that's a holiday, tells me right there that that's like a skeleton crew day, like nobody's going to be doing it. So all it was is their AI stuff responding to whatever it sees. And, and like I say, I did not post anything controversial. I didn't post anything that was outside of community standards. It's just going through and taking down crazy stuff. And then we had the holidays after that, where holidays and pandemic kicking back up. And I was hoping that as soon as the first of the year hit, they would be back in full swing. They would be making things right. They would be getting this fixed. Bottom line is Oculus support said, even though I could chat with a person, she said, your account shows locked for review and we're not the department that handles that. So until your account is disabled, we're actually unable to help you. So you need to let it go through the 30 days or whatever that you have to request a, a appeal, um, even though there's no link for me to get to this appeal that I'm supposed to request that they're, um, you know, they're able more to help whenever the account's disabled. So now for the past four days, every time I try to log out of my Facebook account, it tells me you only have one day left to review, to file an appeal. Otherwise, your account be gone forever. Did verify with Oculus that if my account gets permanently disabled, that it's still recoverable on their platform. So I've made no headway. I've spent 300 and something dollars on an Oculus. I have spent countless hours, countless hours trying to go through this. I even have friends that spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads. And because of that, they have an ad rep and they took, they are actually one of the admins on my business manager and my Facebook ad accounts. And they took the issue to their ads manager. Their ads manager opened a case. I actually had a case ID 
And all I got back from that was an automated email to the person who opened up the case saying, I'm sorry, since you're not the, you know, admin on the account, we can't uh, give you updates on this. And that was day one. And then the second day was, oh, because you're not uh, the admin on the account and you're not the right person, we can't can't process this ticket. We're going to have to close it. So everything you say. So I'm so frustrated with Facebook right now because of the fact that I had somebody on my business account that was not authorized, that was changing um, admin, you know, roles so that I cannot, you know, I can't function. I can't do any ads. I can't do anything like that. And more importantly, I had a challenge that was coming up. I had a challenge that was coming up in January that I was using paid traffic to drive leads to. And so this has really, you know, messed up my business. It's not only messed up my business, but it's cost me hours and hours of time and stress and whatever else you want to, you know, lump in there with that of trying to get this back and trying to um, figure out what I need to do to finally get someone at Facebook to take action. But secondly, the fact now the fact that I know that it is so easy for someone to hack into an account change your roles, lock you out, do whatever. So Facebook locks you down and now they have full control over your account. It makes me think, do I ever want to run Facebook ads again and put myself at jeopardy of a company who has no legitimate means of providing me support? And so I'm making a decision that I will no longer run Facebook ads. I will no longer do and unless I can get a Facebook ads representative or somebody who I know I can go through and, and get in touch with. But this situation is unresolved. It's nothing that I've done and no one can tell me anything, but it's completely unresolved. But it has had a huge impact on my business. And in talking to some of my mentors and people like that about it, they're like, you know what, this is actually a good reminder for us all because we get lazy with one com- one platform we're comfortable with. And what the important lesson for you to take away from this is, well, number one, if you haven't seen me on Facebook, that's why. In fact, I talked to my dad the other day and he's like, I was wondering because I started realizing the other day I hadn't seen any of your posts. I tried looking for you on Facebook and I thought, well, she's changed something so I can't even see that she's on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, dad, it's not me. I'm not the one doing that. But the important thing is to number one, have our channels diversified. And so for me right now, controversial as it may be, my preferred platform of choice is TikTok. And I've taken a challenge to learn how to do that. I'm currently in an accelerator program for TikTok. And a lot of people in my high ticket um, mastermind with Russell Brunson are getting a lot of traction on TikTok. And I don't mean just like likes, views, listens, but they're actually getting people um, signing up for their challenges and, and people involved in their funnel and that sort of thing from TikTok. So I'm that's where I'm going. So it's a learning curve for me. And I wasn't planning on adding this to what I was doing first of the year, but that's the way it goes. Secondly, the important thing is that the bigger you can make your podcast audience and the bigger you can make your let's just call it your dream 100 connections and people like that that you are connected to, 
the less you have to rely on paid traffic anyway. I think even as marketers, we get used to this fallacy of like, oh, I'm just going to throw up a funnel and I'll just run some cold traffic to it and pay the money and be done with it. And like, that's not always an option. And so I've done some things. I do advertise on Google and a few other ad platforms, and I've changed the way my uh, website homepage is to try to get our latest offer on the front page above the fold and that kind of thing. But it just really has hit home with me and, and other people that I'm dealing with that, you know, this can happen randomly to anyone at any time. And if you're running a Facebook group right now and you don't have a means of getting in touch with your people by email, then you're going to lose those people forever. So if you're not collecting email addresses as people join your Facebook, you really should start. Okay. Um, secondly, you want to build your platforms as big as possible with your following but not all on one platform. It's fine to have your podcast platform be, you know, one platform and try to build it out. But let's face it, we're on borrowed ground with podcasts too, right? Because if Apple stops distributing my podcast, it's going to go away from everywhere. It, You know, if I'm in violation of their terms and service for some crazy reason, it's going to be, you know, going to be curtains for the, <laughs> for the podcast. It's borrowed ground. So, the most important thing we can do is begin creating places and communities and platforms that we own, that we aren't subject to uh, the whims of unregulated, you know, social media platforms that do not have our best interests at heart. They don't really care that I have somebody that I don't know listed as the admin on my business account at this point. They don't. They wouldn't even care. There's no way I can even let them know if that said person had spent thousands of dollars a day on Facebook ads. That could decimate my business in short order if somebody started wanting to do $15,000, $20,000 a day of Facebook ads that I had no control over, right? And you might say, oh, but Christy, you can dispute it through your bank and through your credit cards. Yeah, I can. The problem is all of those things take time. And then they had the bank has to work backwards with Facebook to try to work through it. And a dispute process takes at least 30 days. And then until that time, you don't get your money back. Right. So think about being kicked, being kicked off any social media platform you're using for lead gen. Think about having all your business cash flow taken away from you because of that. And then figure out what you can do to mitigate the impact. Now, for me, I'm ramping up some other things and I'm doing what I can do to build out other platforms. It's not an easy process. And it's the kind of thing where I'm now having to go back and do some things that I should have done years ago. But I got too lazy to do them. And I got comfortable on Facebook. And I got comfortable that if I don't post anything controversial, if I have zero strikes against me, if I've never gotten a false or misinformation warning, or I've never gotten any sort of dings in their system, that I am going to be insulated from having any problem because it's only people that do those things that have the problems. Well, that's not true. And beyond that, my personal opinion is Facebook, <laughs> Facebook needs to worry about servicing the billions of customers that it already has instead of focusing on the metaverse right now. And so I have a few choice words for Zuckerberg about that. But my issue 
is easily something that could happen to anyone. So the takeaways from this are never depend solely on one platform for advertising, for traffic, or for any sort of connection to your community. Always keep those people close to you, okay? In your email system, in your communities that are on websites that you own, right? And then at the same time, be as generally diversified as you possibly can across all the social media platforms that will matter. I have a friend who has a business that is heavily reliant on Google ads. I mean, to the tune of they do more than a million dollars a month in, of Google ads. And he said to me, he said, you know, we just had this conversation the other day because we are so heavily reliant on the Google ecosystem. If something went wrong there, like it would cut our business in half in just like a day. So don't ever let one platform become so big that it would leave you with a gaping hole in your business if it went away. And I'm having to learn that. I'm trying to diversify with a lot of what I'm doing as far as even advertising. So for me right now with advertising, not being able to be on Facebook, um, I'm going to be focusing on Google. I'm also going to be focusing on driving podcast uh, traffic to the podcast through podcast apps. So I'll be doing some app podcast advertising and that sort of thing. Um, and then I'll just continue building out. Um, I need to build out my LinkedIn better and I need to build out my TikTok better. And those are the platform I'm doing. I can't be on Instagram because Facebook owns Instagram. So I have no login on Instagram at this point either. So this is just, it's my nightmare story. It's my cautionary tale. It's my rant. <laughs> Hopefully it will get, you know, it, it'll get resolved at some point and I can come back with a follow-up on this. But here's the thing, my business has to go on and my growth numbers have to still be hit. I'm going to be bigger than that. I'm going to be more diversified than that. I'm going to be smarter than that. I'm never going to be in this situation again. You can guarantee it. And I really don't care how much time or effort or money I have to put into building out other channels and other platforms, because it will be worth it not to have to go through this again. It will be worth it to be able to have people in my reach that don't rely on just social media. So traffic is something that you have to master anyway in the, the game of marketing. And once you master traffic, then Honestly, you can write your own ticket. You can do any niche, any offer, and as long as the offer's good and drive traffic to it and you are golden. So you can work for any business driving traffic. You can help any business create offers and marketing plans and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't know how to drive traffic to your offers, that's many times when the offer dies. And so driving traffic, we get used to saying we're just going to, you know, spend a thousand bucks on Facebook ads. And to be honest, Facebook ads have not been that great as far as ROI on them lately. Many people that I talk to have said that they're noticing a lower quality of lead with their Facebook ads. Now, Facebook does have a platform for advertising that has a very, very advanced algorithm. 
Google does too. But Facebook targets in a way that is very different and very specific. And so the longer you let ads run on Facebook, the better the ROI gets. So when you first start out, you're not as efficient. You're not as ROI rich um, with things that you're putting into Facebook as far as what you're getting out of it on the back end. So it takes a while for the algorithm to come into play. It takes enough interaction with your content and that sort of thing. And I don't claim to be an expert on Facebook. Um, you can see if, you've, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you you know, I'm, I'm not there a lot uh, because I'm mainly only in groups and I use it for business. But um, at this point, I'm not there at all. You won't find me at all on Facebook. So if you are wanting to learn how to do these things that I'm doing, which is like create offers and figure out how to drive traffic to them without paid traffic as much as possible, part of that's going to be podcast growth and part of it's going to be building out your other platforms, then you should join the challenge that we have. I have one coming up in February. It is the Podcast Profit Challenge, and we go through five days of helping you figure out exactly what the best thing to offer your podcast listeners are, and that you can um, then take that and use that traffic to eventually convert to a high ticket offer. So we show you how to do all that in the challenge. And if you want to sign up for that, it's free. You should come do it. It's teampodcast.com forward slash challenge teampodcast.com forward slash challenge and um you know take my lesson from me you know and even when you say well i've got i'm on facebook and instagram that's it don't don't rely on that because they're owned by the same company and as we get more consolidated you know particularly in social media space and you know more people acquire more you know you know facebook acquires more social media competitors then it will become increasingly a problem so diversify again it's all about traffic at the end of the day and your podcast is all about driving traffic to your podcast uh, offers and so if you want to learn how to do that and you want help doing that I'm doing that in the challenge so just go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge and again my cautionary tale don't put all your eggs in one basket because especially if the basket is Facebook it will break and you will have all your stuff spilled out on the floor and you will be crying 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 and it's frustrating so anyway let me know if I can help you you can reach me at Christy C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at teampodcast.com and then you can also sign up for my free challenge at teampodcast.com forward slash challenge I hope to see you next time have a good one Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Oh, no, no, no. We're not advertising for Facebook anymore because we're pulling all of our communities off of Facebook. So if you want to come join the real community of people who are looking to monetize their podcast, podcastsuccesshub.com. Go to podcastsuccesshub.com and I'll see you there because I'm not going to be on Facebook. You guys have an awesome one. Hey, 
Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you about the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse not to join. And even if you say, well, Christy, I can't make it on the certain time of day, whenever the um, challenge is, we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them, even if it's not where you can join us live. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. Go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I can't wait to see you there.